It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in the third and final hour here on Thursday, 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in or hit us up on the WBSM app, if that's easier for you, you can either send us an app chat message or you can send us an open line voicemail if you would like to. Uh, The app chat is pretty hot and heavy this morning. We're getting lots of messages in. And we got one from DSY, Davey in New Bedford, who says, uh, FYI, Tim, great show at the Onset Wednesday night concerts last night. Yeah, they always have great stuff down there at the uh, at the hatch shell, or the band shell in Onset. Uh, he says, by the way, what is the name of Ken Pittman's band? That is uh, Living on a Bad Name. And, uh, you know, people don't know this, but I was actually in the first iteration of Living on a Bad Name. When... We were asked to take part in a fundraiser, the Rock Me Amadeus fundraiser for New Bedford Public Schools music program. Uh, it was at the, what was the name of that club? It's at the top of um, Howland Place. And we all, there was a, all these different bands that performed as part of this fundraiser. Uh, Scott Lang was the mayor at the time and he had a band. You know, he's a, he's a drummer, so he had a band that played and we had a media band. It was myself and Matt Costa and Doreen Scanlon from Channel 6, um, Ken Pittman, of course, and Wayne, who put on this, uh, helped put on this event, brought in his friend Ethan Brosh, who was a, a pretty well-known guitarist, to kind of be our ringer and be part of the media band. Ken wanted to play a couple Bon Jovi songs. I learned the rhythm guitar. And I say learned like I... I fought my way through it uh, and we performed on the stage and, and of course Keith Ken's son played drums and we uh, we did Living on a Prayer and It's My Life and that kind of put the, the idea in Ken's head to start this band with Ethan and, and Keith and now look at them hugely successful the most success the best move they ever made for that band was making sure that I didn't go with them uh no because they've they've really embraced it and they've become one of the top bon jovi tribute acts in america not just new england in america they play cruise ships they play state fairs they play all kinds of places um so you can check that out then uh, Paulie in New Bedford says, why is nobody talking about the fact that the mayor is turning down over $300,000 per year from wine and spirits wholesalers for trash pickups, not just nips, 50 free trash barrels and grants for community trash pickup, pickups. He's trying to brush this under the rug. The community needs to know about this. Well, I, I don't know that much about that, but I'll have to look more into that. Um, Going back to, oh, it's got another question that just asked if I know if the traffic is updated on 195. And I will say, 
Again, you can download the WBSM app. That will give you all the latest traffic information right away. But it does look like, according to the Google Maps traffic map in front of me, that uh, it has cleared up. So if you're coming to Fairhaven, you should be okay right now. All right, 508-996-0500. The comments are still rolling in about that story I have at WBSM.com and on the app regarding the onset restaurant that had to shut down its free country music line dancing lessons. Free. It wasn't in the restaurant. It was on the patio outside the restaurant. They didn't charge. They weren't taking a entrance fee or a fee for the lessons or a door charge or anything. You didn't even have to order something to go and take these lessons. Free lessons, free country line dance lessons put on by Salty Boots, who is a group that teaches country line dancing at bars and clubs and places all over the Cape. And they had to shut these down because they didn't have an entertainment license. They have to get a $155 license. And let me tell you how specific this is, okay? I'm, gonna, I'm just going to give you an idea of the town of Wareham's licensing for these. Now, other towns might be different. Oh, why did that link not work? Hold on. I don't know why that link isn't working in my story, but this is the list of licensing. Oh, why am I still not finding it? I doubt the town took it down before anybody starts thinking that that's the case. But the the license that they need is a public amusement on weekdays license for dancing. And it's $155 annually. If they wanted to have it on Sundays, they would have to pay an additional $340 annually. So a lot of folks are saying, well, why don't they just pay the $155 and get it over with? Well, I think that's kind of what the plan was, except, you know, we're hearing now that the owner might just be selling the restaurant. I think that might be an extreme reaction, but he was very exacerbated when I talked to him yesterday about everything he's dealing with, with the previous owner's incarceration and that reputation carrying over to him, but also people commenting on social media about some of the things that he's done and the attitude that he's had. So it's, it's a lot of stuff kind of boiling over. But this then thrown on top of it. And this restaurant aside, and, and, and this owner and any issues he may, ha- he may have aside, we're looking at a small business that wants to succeed that wants to provide something not only for its customers, but for the community. And there is town government with their hands out saying, no, 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 you can't do this until you pay us $155. And you would think that he could just go down to town hall, pay the $155, get the license and move on with his life. But no. He has to have another hearing before the board of selectmen and they, the select board. They have to approve the license. So it's going to take a minimum of a month before he can actually get this back going. And what's interesting about it is this started in June. And now he finds out about it in August that he has to shut it down. And it won't be until September until he can get it back going again. So you've lost that last month of the summer. 
when the population of the town will dwindle back. I don't know the current numbers. I haven't checked the 2020 census, but the general rule of thumb is that Wareham is about 65,000 in the summer, 25,000 the rest of the year. So a third of the population, uh, you know, two thirds of the population is going to leave and he'll have the entertainment license and he's going to pay $155 for something he's not making money off of. You know, you can say it's bringing people in, but he's not charging for those lessons. So is this just government overreach? It is a law that's been on the books for a long time. It is something that every other business has to do if they want to have something similar. And other restaurants follow the procedures and they get the permits. It's dumb if you want to have, like, so, for example, uh, Barnacle Bill's, a restaurant on the Cranberry Highway, a seafood restaurant. Uh, I used to go there all the time. I loved, loved their seafood. They had the Simpsons arcade game. And I would go down there just to play that game because it's such a great game. But they have to have a permit for that one arcade game. One arcade game, they had to pay for a permit. I'm uh, pulling up the actual list here, the fees. So this is, this is just to give you an idea of what you have to pay for some, at least in Wareham, for some of these things. And this is not, you know, liquor licenses and all that kind of stuff. This is all listed on the page too. But if you want to have liquor licenses, those are between $1,500 and $2,200 and there's probably multiple different licenses that you need to have under that. But just looking at the entertainment licenses. An arcade license. You want to have a video game. 260 bucks. Automatic devices on weekdays per machine. I don't know what that characterizes. You know, is that the, the, the Coinstar machine? The recycling machine for, for cans and bottles? 130 bucks per machine per year. You want to have a Pool table. Every pool table requires a $130 license annually. If you want to have live entertainment on a weekday, $155. You want to have it on a Sunday, $340. You want to have dancing, again, $155, $340 on a Sunday. If you want to have a license for a jukebox, $130 a year, $340 to have it run on a Sunday. And anything not covered by V specifically, but under public amusement, is going to cost you 155 bucks on a weekday, 340 bucks for the year for a Sunday. That's that's a lot of money to pay for what the revenue might be on some of those things. So, if you have an arcade. If you have, let's just say you wanted to open an arcade, which is something that I looked into in my 20s in Wareham, the, the or maybe it was my early 30s. The, the Hollywood video downtown moved out and that space was open 
And it's a short walk from the high school and the middle school and the library. And there's always kids downtown hanging out on the street with nothing to do. And Matt Costa and I were kicking around the idea of renting out that space and filling it with video game machines. Like we had an idea of getting some old beat up couches and having like a little lounge area with a TV that we could put because I owned all kinds of video game systems and video games. I would buy them at yard sales. I had all the vintage game systems and we were going to bring those all in, hook them up and you could sit there on the couches and play for, you know, whatever, 10 bucks an hour, whatever we would charge. But then we were also going to have arcade games, pinball machines, arcade video games, because skee-ball, air hockey, all those kind of things, because the company that owned all of those would bring them to you. You had to pay the electricity to run them, but it was a 50-50 split for whatever was put into the machine. You didn't have to put any money down. It was a 50-50 split. So we said, gee, we could, we could probably make this work. We could pro and you know, we have a little snack bar or something maybe down the line. We could probably make this work. And then we looked into it, and to have those video game machines, we had to have a license for every machine. And so you're looking at you know, the automatic machines, 130 bucks. We we just thought we were gonna have to pay the $260 arcade license, and that would cover everything. But that's not it's not the case. So they, they do nickel and dime you on, on this. And I say nickel and dime, but we're talking, you know, $100, not, not a nickel, not a dime. $150, $130, Is that a, a, a fair thing to ask for somebody who's coming in and, and paying tax revenue into the town to also have these extra fees on top of it? Are people valid in saying it's ridiculous that he should have to pay for a dancing license to have free country line dancing lessons on the patio outside of his restaurant? Or do we say, no, that's just, that's the price of doing business. 508-996-0500. Is this squeezing the little guy or is this a guy trying to get away with not having to follow the proper procedures? Let me know what you think. We're going to take a break and be back in a few moments. I do have a little note for you from the Dartmouth Police Department, something that they uh, posted on Facebook yesterday. Uh, They said that they received two calls yesterday regarding an individual or individuals that was going door to door 
and an attempt to solicit business for an extermination company. As the individual or individuals are not currently registered to solicit in town, they ask that anyone who may encounter them please call the station so that they can locate them and make them aware of the solicitation permitting process. Any person who is currently registered to solicit will be carrying a placard with both the police department insignia and their photograph on it. So again, if you have any issues, if you get anybody coming to your door in Dartmouth of people looking to solicit business for an extermination company, let the police know if they don't have this placard on them that says that they are registered to let them know that that is the process. And I think, you know, sometimes people come into a town and they say, all right, we're going to go canvas this area today. And they don't realize that some municipalities have that in place. I mean, there was a time, especially right after, you know, when the, when the pandemic started lightening up a little bit and people were coming out more and more, I had somebody at my door constantly. And maybe it was like that beforehand, but I just wasn't home to realize it. But there was so many people that would come into my neighborhood and want to solicit for business. And we actually have... Our neighborhood is technically, quote unquote, private, uh, which was something that was voted on decades ago just to protect our beaches around our pond to keep people from the next neighborhood over from coming over and using our beaches. So they said, if you want to if you want people not to be able to use the beach, you have to become a private neighborhood, which means you have to be responsible for the plowing and all that stuff yourself. And the association voted to do that. Then the town changed the law a couple years ago where they said, well, we have to, any town-owned road, we have to plow now, even if it's private neighborhood. So, like, that changed. But anyway, as part of it being a private neighborhood, they could keep people out from soliciting. And so people weren't supposed to come in. And the guy across the street always calls whenever any, always calls the police whenever anybody's in there soliciting. Doesn't even give them a chance. Just says, nope, you're not supposed to be here. And it's amazing how many people really did come in and, and try to do that. So I like the fact that Dartmouth has this process, this permitting process, but the people who come in have to follow that. So if you live in Dartmouth and somebody knocks on your door looking to see if you need an exterminator and they don't have this placard, call the police, let them know so that they can come out and just make them aware of the process. You know, nobody's going to get arrested. Nobody's going to get in trouble. They just want to let them know that there is a procedure that has to be followed. You know, as long as it's a legitimate business, nobody's going to get in trouble. Anyway, it's time to go into the newsroom now with Adam Bass. President Biden will wrap up his swing through the U.S. West in Utah today. Biden made stops in Arizona and New Mexico this week and will speak in Salt Lake City today to highlight the one-year anniversary of the PACT Act, expanding benefits to military veterans sickened by exposure to toxic pit burns. Biden will reportedly also be attending a fundraising event in the Park City area. Speaking of Utah, federal officials say that a Utah man accused of making threats against President Biden was shot and killed during an FBI raid Wednesday morning. The FBI said the shooting happened as special agents tried to serve arrests and search warrants at a Provo residence. On Monday, the man allegedly made a threatening post about Biden's scheduled visit to Utah. The man also allegedly threatened New York District Attorney Alvin Bragg, who was investigating former President Donald Trump. New Jersey Lieutenant Governor Sheila Oliver is being honored starting today with a three-day state funeral and memorial service. Sarah Lee Kessler with details. 
It's being called a celebration of life, and Governor Phil Murphy says it will honor Oliver's legacy of public service as a changemaker and trailblazer. The 71-year-old who died last week of unknown causes will lie in state today in the Capitol Rotunda in Trenton and tomorrow at the Essex County Historic Courthouse in Newark. Oliver's official state funeral and memorial service will be held at 10 a.m. Saturday at the Cathedral Basilica of the Sacred Heart in Newark. The public is invited to pay their respects at all three events. I'm Sarah Lee Kessler. And this just in, the CPI, the measure of inflation, has come in at 0.2% for both core and headline inflation. That was expected by economists. A Metro Atlanta hospital is being sued over the decapitation of a baby during birth. A lawsuit that was revealed yesterday by the attorney for 20-year-old Jessica Ross claims that her child was decapitated while she was giving birth at Southern Regional Medical Center in Riverdale last month. The doctor allegedly pulled on the baby's body for hours during the labor process. The suit also claims the hospital said they did not have a right to a free autopsy. New data shows a heart benefit of a Novo Nordisk obesity drug that increases the chance of a payoff for the company and Eli Lilly. The drug makers have spent a record amount of lobbying to persuade the federal government to make the drugs eligible for Medicare coverage. U.S. law classifies weight loss treatments as lifestyle drugs and bars Medicare for paying for them. Novo and Nordisk Eli Lilly have spent close to $1.3 million this year lobbying Congress on obesity and a bill reintroduced in July. The measure would allow Medicare to reimburse those medicines. And... Taylor Swift has been re-recording her first six albums and just revealed that the next one is landing soon. The multi-hyphenate musician has announced the re-recorded Taylor's version of her 2014 album, 1989. In sports, it's a Massachusetts double feature tonight as the Red Sox play their final game against the Kansas City Royals at 7 p.m., 7.10 p.m., while the Patriots play their first game against the Houston Texans at 7 p.m. And now, here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. As we head through the day today, expect it to be cloudy and humid. We're going to see some scattered showers reaching a high of 82 degrees today. But we're going to see some heavy storms moving in the area after 5 o'clock today. So we're going to stay weather aware from 5 to midnight tonight. That's because as these storms move in, we're going to see some heavy downpours, some damaging winds, and possibly a chance of a tornado. Overnight low, 66 degrees, and for tomorrow, mostly sunny and humid, high near 83. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 72 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Starting the South Coast off right each morning. It's a Weekdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. right here on WBSM.
back in. 508-996-0500. And thanks to Councillor Ian Abreu, who informed me that uh, New Bedford also has a similar ordinance that any door-to-door solicitors must obtain a permit from the clerk's office. So if these uh, exterminator folks happen to show up in New Bedford and don't have that permit, same thing applies. Uh, so one of the um, things that we discussed a little bit earlier, and I want to draw your attention to Barry's article at WBSM.com and on the app. He has a, a, a piece remembering dialing for dollars with George Allen on Channel 6. And if you're old enough to remember, too, also on Channel 12 with Salty Brian in the 60s and 70s. And I had written about dialing for dollars last year with a focus on how it kind of shaped my love of the movies. Barry kind of looks at the franchise of dialing for dollars and, and how it was an effective tool and effective programming uh, choice for a lot of television stations around the country. But he points out he doesn't know anybody that ever won or even received a call from dialing for dollars. And I'm just asking if any of you ever have. 508-996-0500. Also a programming note, today we will have the Patriots on. You heard Adam mention that the Patriots open up the preseason, taking on the Texans today. The game is going to, the pregame is going to start on WBSM at 4 p.m. So on the radio, we will have the Patriots pregame starting at 4 p.m. So you'll get, after me, you'll have South Coast Now with Marcus and Chris, Bill O'Reilly, Barry Richard, and an hour of Howie Carr. And then we'll cover the Patriots here from 4, 4 o'clock on. And then on the stream, you'll be able to hear the rest of the Howie Carr show. So if you want to hear Howie and you don't want to listen to the Patriots pregame, you can go over to the stream and hear Howie. And then because of the fact that it is a Patriots game, we gave just the night off for South Coast tonight. And uh, you'll hear a best of Howie on the stream later on. But we'll have the game right here on WBSM beginning at 4 o'clock with our pregame coverage. And we'll have that for every Patriots game all season long right here on WBSM. So 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. You can also send us app chat messages on the WBSM app, which uh, Bob in New Bedford did. Cost of business, suck it up, buttercup, referring to the need for a entertainment license in Wareham for the Onset Beach Patio and Resort to offer their free country line dancing lessons. And so that is the approach that some people have about that. Hey, you've got to get the permit. You've got to pay it. Others are saying it's just another example of how government has its hand in the little guy's pocket, constantly trying to pull out more money. So what do you think? As an entertainment license to have free dance lessons, do you see that as a, as a necessary thing? Or do you see that as an overreach? 508-996-0500. We can also take your app chat messages and open line voicemails too. Uh, why don't I take my next break here? We'll be back in just a few moments. lit up, but still room for you at 508-996-0500. Let's jump right over to them. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. 
Well, good morning. How are you? Uh, a little better. And it seems it's going to be cool today. Uh, listen, yeah, about that permit. Mm-hmm. If they're using city facilities, I think they they need to have a permit. But if they're going to have it in the backyard or, you know, somewhere that's public that isn't going to be using the city facilities, such as they might have already booked for, yeah. Yeah, this is, they, they hold the dance lessons on, I don't know if you're familiar with Onset Pier uh, in Wareham, but the, the pier has, you know, this this big parking lot area, and then the restaurant is over to the side, and this is the wooden deck that is part of the restaurant. So they were doing the dance lessons on the wooden deck. So it wasn't going out into the parking lot, it wasn't out on the beach, it was just on their their front porch, basically. And it's private property of the, of the business, right? Um, it it's is. The deck. Mm-hmm. The decking is private property of the business, right? Yes. Of a business. Mm-hmm. It's not a city property. No. Then I can't see what... That would be like saying I need a permit to have a, a people dancing in my backyard at a, at a party that I have in my backyard, a cookout. I mean, I guess in this case, you know, because it... You know, you need to have... You also don't need to have a permit for your refrigeration or for your bathrooms or any of those other things, but a business does. I tell you, uh, <laughs> this is overreach because it, it's it's like coming into your yard. It's what they're doing now with the free speech. They're trying to squash it. Uh, I feel sad for this world in about 10 years. Uh I've seen freedom start to get squashed. I've seen the middle class disappearing. Well, I can it's say sad. I can say this entertainment permit requirement is no, is not anything new. It's it's been on the books for decades. Well, so is no, uh, getting a ticket for spitting on the street, but they don't enforce it because back then they had very few laws, and most of the laws were for civility. So that's why they had that law. Then we went through a period where the state was seeking any money it could for anything and made laws. But well, I appreciate what's happening to society. It truly is. I appreciate the call. I, I didn't mean to, to disappoint to uh, depress you this morning, but uh, <laughs> but thank you uh, for the call. No, darling, I go out and I watch my birds. They still come and feed at my feeders, so I don't get depressed. There you go. All right. Well, enjoy it. Have a good day. You too. God bless. And uh, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi. Good morning. What's on your mind? Uh, well, Maura Healy's state of emergency that was declared. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess to make it short, um, undocumented um citizens, people, whatever you want to call them. And we kind of don't know what to do with them. And I was calling because you were talking about calling the police on people that go into your neighborhood. So if you call the police on people just walking into your neighborhood, how do you feel about people just well, that's, Ill- that's, that's illegally being undocumented. That's a here. false. That's a false equivalency because I'm talking about people who are soliciting without a permit. No, I'm sorry. You were talking about you making your neighborhood private so nobody can come in to disturb you. 
No. First of all, I didn't make the neighborhood private. I moved there long after they had made it that. And secondly, it was private to keep people from utilizing the beaches that uh, that our neighbors right. maintain that's and my, pay to maintain. That's exactly my point, though. So if you're able to, if you and your neighbors are able to call the police to remove people, like with people crossing. How many undocumented immigrants are showing up in your yard? I'm sure Maura Healy's uh, administration can tell you that. Um, no, I'm my, asking you, how many have shown up in your yard? Well, I live downtown in New Bedford, so I'll take a walk around downtown and take a look for how you. How many are on your private property? That is not my point. My question is your about, point. Your point is not equivalent. No, I called calling about the state of emergency. That well, you called there. calling about something that we weren't talking about. So if you're going to talk about something we're not talking about, you're going to have a conversation with me and not just ramble on about it. You asked me what I wanted to talk about, and I said <sighs> the state of emergency. Okay, Mr. It, Semantics. Okay. Go ahead. Keep going. So I'm talking about people who are here undocumented, which is technically illegal. But that was only because you were talking about calling police who are in a private area that you don't like. Like, it's not just semantics. Like, there's a direct correlation. Do me a favor. You it's please, please, NIMBY. please don't it's you called, don't you come into called, my neighborhood either? Because I'd like to call NIMBY. the police on you. It's called not in my backyard, but in everybody else's backyard. It's okay. Nobody for cares if people want to come in and walk around through the neighborhood. They privatize the neighborhood so people wouldn't come and drink on the beach and leave their trash behind and all these other problems. That's why they made it a private neighborhood. And so your not, neighborhood has the same right to do the same thing. So not in your backyard, but the state of emergency is just... Do you not you know the to, difference between taking care of people in a humanitarian crisis versus somebody coming in and just trashing your beach? There's how many billions of people in the world? Do you want to just take them all in? If people are coming here because they need sanctuary then yes, I want them to be able to come here. That's what this country was built for. It was literally started as a sanctuary for people. So what if these people went to your beach? Would you have them you, removed do you know by that, the police? Do you, do you know that the pilgrims were in violation of their contract when they came here? Do you know that the if pilgrims you, were illegal when they came here? Were, if these people who come here for sanctuary, if you found them on your beaches, would your neighborhood call the police on them? If they didn't live in the neighborhood and have a pass to be on the beach so would, and pay so to be part of the association, then yes. So you would remove them. Okay. That's all I needed to know. They all would right, be okay. removed from the beach. They could walk down the street. You're trying to take your racist ideas and turn it into something that it's not. 508-996-0500. Thanks, Jeff. You're next on the air. Sit me down, Tim. Relax. No, I'm fine. <laughs> I don't know about that. I just, I don't like when people take that tone of, I'm so much smarter than you. You want to be pedantic on the radio? You're lucky I don't just hang up on you automatically. Well, that is your right because you are the uh, host for the show for sure. Um, and, and by I'm the way, by the way, you're starting to yeah. see it a little bit from the other side. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not as easy as people think it is. I I do I see it I, I I try to keep screw a smile on my face through a lot of stuff but uh, um, the um, I, on a positive note 
I actually, I had the same experience with dialing for dollars when I was a kid. Was my dad would come home from the naval base at 3 p.m. or 3:30, and then uh, my mom and him would have tea, and they would turn dialing for dollars on at four. So I got the benefit early, probably maybe like you, is watching a lot of really good movies. Um, you know, that were in the some of them were in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, and uh, it's a mad, bad, mad, mad world. Oh yeah, all of these different movies and dialing for dollars used to put those on a lot of you know some elvis movies and um they had, had one of my favorites that i remember as a kid was um it's pretty it's a pretty uh you might know this but it's uh the secret of santa vittoria with um anthony quinn i don't it's think a, i do oh my it's a brilliant uh movie with him as playing a bumbling mayor which <laughs> for around here that's actually kind of funny and in Italy during World War II, and the Italians are coming to the, the town to steal the wine before they leave, you know, Italy. And um, so this bumbling mayor decides he's going to hide all the wine, and, help, and the, t- the town helps him hide the wine. It's actually the, Vincen- um, the Cinzano wine, wine town. Um, and so they, they hide a million-something bottles of wine from the Germans, and the Germans stake it out and, you know, do everything they can to figure out where the wine is. And finally, they end up leaving the town. But on the way out, he goes over to the colonel and hands him a bottle of wine with a bow on it. It's a great movie. Um, mm. But dialing for dollars. So Yeah, there no, I, so many movies that you found from just, you know, watching it after school in the afternoon and saying, I, I, I you know, got to put something on while I do my homework. And that's how I found so many of those movies. Yeah, no, I... Now, I I think there's a lot of people in the area that have lots of favorite movies, and uh, they can probably be a couple of hours of talking about fun, fun movies. You know? I, I just so. got to tell you about the best, worst Anthony Quinn movie you'll ever watch in your life, and then I got to take a break. Go but it's called Ghosts Can't Do It. Oh, it, I never heard of that one. It stars Anthony Quinn and Bo Derek, and it came out, I think, 1989. Anthony Quinn is Bo Derek's husband in the movie. They have a very voracious sex life. He dies, and she is now upset because she can't have sex with her beloved Anthony Quinn anymore. And so the, their plan is to try to find somebody, a young man, that his ghost can inhabit her his body so he can have oh, sex boy. with Bo Derek again. But it has a great cameo by Donald Trump in the movie. Oh, really? like, yeah, he like he's <laughs> at the negotiation table with Bo Derek like trying to buy her company or something. It's a it's an unintentionally hilarious movie that oh, and the special effects are horrendous. It's on YouTube. You can watch it for free. It's uh oh, it's wow. it's worth a good laugh and and Donald Trump won the Razzie, I believe, for that award. Uh, <laughs> Razzie award for that, so. That's, that's awesome. All right, thanks All right, for the call. Thanks, you have Jim. a good day. I got to take a break everybody. We'll be back in a few moments. And welcome back and we've only got about a minute left before we are going to turn things over to Mark and Chris, South Coast now. They're going to have you until noon. Then you'll have Bill O'Reilly and then Barry right after that. And then we'll have an hour of Howie Carr here on the radio. And then once 4 o'clock rolls around, the radio is going to switch over to the Patriots pregame show for the Patriots and Texans in the first preseason clash of this year. And if you want to listen to the rest of the Howie Carr show, well, you can just switch over to the WBSM app or the WBSM.com stream, and you'll be able to hear Howie in its entirety. And then also on the stream after Howie, you will hear a best of Howie. Jess is taking the night off from South Coast tonight because the Patriots are on, and it's, you know, it's, it's hard to get phone calls when you're on the stream.